Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome into our Padres postgame show on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in the series opener between the Padres and San Francisco Giants. In San Francisco, the Giants 7 and the Padres 4. Final totals for the Giants 7 runs, 6 hits, 1 error. And for the Padres, 4 runs, 10 hits, and no errors. Padres dropped to 35 and 37 with the defeat. Giants improved to 40 and 32. Giants win their eighth in a row. Didn't look like it was going to be that way for a while here tonight. Padres unable to move back to 500 for the first time since May 11th, so they will have to win uh, at least a few more games uh, in San Francisco in order to do that this week in San Francisco. And uh, the Padres drop again back to two games below 500 at 35 and 37. Well, we knew from the outset that this game would have to be different at the back end of the bullpen for the Padres with likely... No Nick Martinez, no Steven Wilson, no Josh Hader, all those guys pitching two straight days. We thought they all might be unavailable, and apparently they were. That was not the surprise. The Padres had a 4-0 lead in this game, then a 4-1 lead, then a 4-2 lead. And in the ninth inning, Tim Hill, who had pitched two 1-2-3 innings back-to-back on a grand total of 19 pitches, a 1-2-3 7th inning where he faced one lefty, two righties, and then in the 8th inning ended up facing uh, a right-handed batter and then a lefty and then a righty. Six up, six down on 19 pitches. Well, 
Tim Hill went back out for the bottom half of the ninth inning. That's when Gabe Kapler, Giants manager, responded with Austin Slater, a right-handed pinch hitter. Then Padres manager Bob Melvin went to Luis Garcia. Kapler responded with Blake Sable, a left-handed hitter. And Luis Garcia simply just did not have it. In that inning combined for Garcia and Drew Carlton, there were four walks. There were only one hit, just one hit in that inning where the Giants score uh, a grand total of uh, two runs to tie the game at 4-4. Ray Kerr came in and struck out Jock Peterson in a huge spot with the bases loaded. But the bottom line is this. We talked about the bullpen having to do things differently here today, Bob Melvin having to manage differently in the back end of his bullpen today. Tim Hill was great, and everything came crashing down in the ninth inning. Unfortunately, Luis Garcia, for the second time since coming off the IL, just was all over the place, and the Padres lose a soul-crushing game. Um, Well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe that's harsh. Not soul-crushing. A crushing game. Although, if you're a Padres fan and you were hoping to uh, sleep with a smile tonight, that one might crush your soul, uh, at least for the night, because it was a, a, a tough, tough loss for the Padres Uh, here tonight a game you felt like they had in hand a lot of good things Padres unable to add on to their lead in the sixth seventh eighth and ninth and then on top of that uh, obviously the Padres don't execute in extra innings and almost unbelievably the Padres are now 0-6 in extra innings they've scored I couldn't believe this when Jesse and Tony said it one run on one hit in six extra inning games so even beyond the ninth inning and everything that happened and the wildness and the walks and and really, in a way, just handing the, the game and the tie to the Giants in the ninth inning with the inability to throw strikes first by Garcia and then Carlton having plenty of command issues as well. The Padres simply unable to execute in extra innings. They had Fernando Tatis Jr. on second, Juan Soto on first base, nobody out. Then Manny Machado, to his credit, put, uh, puts up a heck of an at-bat against uh, Camilo Doval, who we mentioned in the pregame, is really, really good, and he's had a great year. An 11-pitch battle, but Duvall strikes him out on the slider, and then Xander Bogarts grounds out. Jake Cronenworth hits the ball hard, but goes to Mike Estremsky, uh in the uh, in the right center field alley inning over, and then uh, obviously Stremski, uh, the three-run walk-off home run in the bottom half of the 10th inning. But no way around it, another crushing loss, and it feels like we've seen a number of these so far this season for the San Diego Padres, especially when they've been on the road, and this one certainly in that category. And again, comes down to on a night where the Padres had to do things differently in their bullpen without Martinez, without Wilson, without Hayter. We knew that would be the story. I don't know that we could have predicted that it would unravel the way it did in that ninth inning. And obviously, uh, that ninth inning starts with Luis Garcia, who walked the first battery face, then a single, then another walk. And look, Juan Soto makes a good throw on the ball hit by Bailey that ends up tying the game on the sack fly. Um, but look, when you walk four guys in an inning, bad things happen. Bottom line. You got to throw strikes, and the Padres could not do that with Garcia or Carlton in that ninth inning. So, a very tough loss, uh, Padres fans. If you're frustrated out there after this one, I totally get it. Um, you know, look, and and to add a little salt in the wound, we knew it would be different with the bullpen, but Tim Hill was so good, and there was at least at the outset, you know, and, and you probably knew that Gabe Kapler was going to counter with a right-handed pinch hitter, but. Look, there's the case to be made with the way Tim Hill looked, how good he was, how sharp he was. 
in the first two innings and with the struggles of Luis Garcia at times this year, and especially since he's come off the IL, the game in Colorado comes to mind. Uh, I certainly understand out there if you were in that ninth inning hoping Tim Hill would stay out there and and try to finish the job or at least get a a couple of batters. And again, in the seventh and the eighth inning, it's not like he only got left-handed hitters out. And we know for Tim Hill, he's not really just a left-handed specialist. So lots break down in this game, but the bottom line is this. Padres bullpen had to do it differently in this game, and they could not secure the final three outs to get through this game and get a win and move back to 500. 7-4, Giants win it over the Padres. Lot to do. We will have the radio highlights. We're also going to hear from Bob Melvin after after this one as well as the Giants win the opener of this four-game series. Our post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final in 10 between the Giants and the Padres. The Giants win it 7-4. Mike Yastrzemski, a three-run walk-off home run. But that really only tells part of the story in this game as the Padres lose the opener of this four-game series. Back to two games below 500. as we are now on June 19th. We are getting into a really important part of the schedule for the San Diego Padres. We are now... Just a couple of weeks away from July and having these kinds of losses, you, you can't keep having them. If you're the San Diego Padres, a very, very tough one. Here today, the Padres, you know, it's almost easy to forget, had a 4 nothing lead in this game, but the, the, the Giants, to their credit, they chipped away. They scored one in the fifth inning. Well, we're going to get to the recap in a second, so let me not spoil the whole recap. But the bottom line... Padres had a lead. Giants chipped away the bullpen for a little bit. Well, specifically, Tim Hill was very, very good in his two innings of work, but it all sort of came crashing down in the ninth inning for a variety of reasons, and the Padres lose. Very, very tough game uh, to the San Francisco Giants here tonight, 7-4. We will hear from Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that. We have a lot to talk about, lots to break down. Let's try to recap this one the best we can with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. A busy first inning, Fernando Tatis Jr. led off with a double, but he then tried to steal third base. He was thrown out. Moments later, Juan Soto did this. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Soto hits it in the air, deep to left field. Conforto backing up on the track, looking up, going to go. A home run the opposite way for Juan Soto. Andres take a 1-0 lead here in the first inning. Michael Waka pitched three scoreless innings to begin his night. Remember Michael Waka? He was in this game, seems like forever ago. He stranded runners at the corners in the second. Fast forward to the top of the fourth inning. Jake Cronenworth led off the single. Rugnet Odor hit a one-out double. There were two in scoring position for Ha-Sung Kim. 
Unis gets the pitch comm signal. Now he's ready. The 1-2 line into right center for a base hit. That'll get both runs home. Cronenworth has scored. Odor's on his way. It's a two-run single for Hassan Kim. Padres lead it 3 to nothing here in the fourth. Walk a pitch the scoreless bottom of the fourth inning. Juan Soto led off for the Padres in the fifth. First pitch on the way to Juan Soto. He hits it in the air to deep left field. Conforto's back again. At the wall again. Going to go again. Second of the night for Juan Soto. And both have gone the other way. Home runs 12 and 13 on the day for Juan Soto. A big day for Soto, and yes, a great sign to see Juan Soto go the other way with both those solo home runs. So the Padres feeling good, leading 4 nothing, heading to the bottom half of the fifth inning. Waka got the first two outs of the fifth. At that point, he had sit down nine in a row, but David Villar broke up the run. Number nine hitter David Villar, the third baseman for the Giants, swings at the first base, launches one to left. Soto's back at the wall, going to go. Solo home run, David Villar. Another the second hit of the night for the Giants. That gets them on the board, and now 4-1 to one here in the fifth. That would be the only run Waka allowed in the fifth. We went to the sixth inning. Padres still leading 4-1. to one. Again, Waka got the first two outs. Mike Yastrzemski then dug in. 1-0, and Yastrzemski hits one in the air to deep right field. If it's fair, it's gone, and it is a home run. Back row of the arcade up over the landing there in right field. Not quite all the way to the water, but it is the ninth home run of the season for Mike Yastrzemski. Second solo shot of the night for the Giants, and now a 4-2 game in the sixth. Michael Waka allowed just the two solo home runs in six innings of work. He was in line for the win. In the seventh, Tim Hill entered. He put together a very quick 1-2-3 frame on just eight pitches. He then retired the side in order again in the eighth inning using just 11 pitches. Padres were unable to tack on to the lead, still leading 4-2 to two as we went bottom nine. Tim Hill went back out, made his warm-up pitches, but Giants manager Gabe Kapler pinched it with the right-handed hitting Austin Slater. That led to Bob Melvin and taking Hill out and going to Luis Garcia. Kapler then countered with left-handed hitting Blake Sable. And here we go. Garcia walks Sable to start the inning. Mike Yastrzemski singled to send Sable to third base. Garcia uncorked a wild pitch. Sable scored to make it 4-3. to Yastrzemski went to second. Luis Matos then hit a fly ball to center. Grisham caught it. Yastrzemski went to third base. That was big because Garcia then walked J.D. Davis to put the winning run on base. So, Garcia came out, Drew Carlton came in, runners on first and third, one out, Patrick Bailey faced Carlton. Here's the one-two pitch, Bailey lines it to left field, Soto charges, makes the catch, Yastrzemski's going to try, here's the throw to the plate, Sanchez tag, no, he's safe, and the game is tied. Nice throw from Juan Soto, but Yastrzemski able to get there and slide in as the Giants rally in the bottom of the ninth inning, and it's 4-4. to Carlton then walked David Villar. He walked Casey Schmidt, who pinch hit in the eighth inning. Ray Kerr then entered to face Jock Peterson with the bases loaded in two men away. Kerr struck out Peterson, and we went to extra innings, tied at four. In the top half of the 10th inning, Camilo Doval, the Giants' closer, came on. Fernando Tatis Jr. was the Padres' automatic runner. Juan Soto was issued an intentional walk. So runners on first and second, nobody out. Manny Machado, after 11 pitches, struck out against Doval. A ground out by Xander Bogarts. A line out to right center by Jake Cronenworth, who hit it hard but in a bad spot. And that was the inning Padres did not score. We went to the bottom half of the 10th inning. Ray Kerr stayed on. Automatic runner for the Giants was Jock Peterson. 
Padres issued an intentional walk to Tyro Estrada to put runners on first and second with nobody out. Then it was Sable who laid down a sack bunt. It went 5-3. to three. Both runners moved up. So the winning run on third base, a runner on second base as well. The game was left up to Mike Yastrzemski. Her is set at the belt. Here's the pitch. And that's it in the air to deep right field. That'll win the game one way or another. And it is going to go. Into McCovey Cove, a walk-off three-run home run for Mike Yastrzemski. His second home run of the night. And the Giants come all the way back. They win it 7-4 in 10. And that was the ball game. 7-4, Giants win it in 10. A crushing loss for the San Diego Padres. The Giants, to their credit, they are red hot. And some have been wondering how they keep on doing it. Well, it's a tough team. Really is. They're doing it like that. Coming back in games in dramatic fashion. And after a sweep in L.A., they win their eighth consecutive game against the Padres in this series opener. I'm sure a lot to discuss with Bob Melvin back in San Francisco. Let's hear from the skipper. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Bob, you, you knew you were going to have to kind of piece it together yeah. at the end, but how disappointing is that having it be right there? Very. So, I mean, we've, we've struggled in these type of games. You know, we've used our the guys. We used three, three or three guys to close out the last couple days, so we knew we'd be in for it. Walk a pitch, great. We had some innings to cover. Timmy did a great job. We just couldn't close it out. Luis has struggled with uh, certain batters this yeah. year. Was this just the same? Yeah, I think today more just strikes. Last time out, he threw the ball good, um, but it was it was about strikes today. I mean, it would. Yeah, ball strike ratio was bad. And then wild pitch didn't help either. Talk about the two innings you got from Tim that really set you up. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was great. You know, they were going to pinch hit. They got some righties out. He got lefties out. You know, we set it up and had a chance in the ninth and couldn't close it out. Kerr came in, got a big strikeout to get us to the tenth, and then, you know, we've had a tough time scoring, um, you know, in extra innings when we have actually two, two guys on base to start the inning. Oh, the splits have been more pronounced for Tim this season, right, left. But was, did you consider just leaving him out there when they brought in the pitcher? Uh, he had three innings is tough. And, you know, with Slater, was he hitting 430-something, especially he's had the history off of Timmy. We're trying to get Garcia going. We're trying to give him a chance. So, you know, it hasn't worked to this point. You know, we need, we definitely need another guy down there, another righty, you know, that we keep, we're using the same two guys in Wilson and, and Martinez. Um, just hasn't happened yet. When guys are struggling, um, how difficult can it be to kind of balance giving them the chances to get right versus, um, you know? Really yeah, well, that's what we had today. So we were down our the three guys that we used to close out games. That about by Kim, the yeah. single. Just the way he shortened up, and I mean, I was like, exactly what you're looking for. That's what we've been doing recently, and that's why we've been having some success. Um, you know, with runners in scoring position, is using the whole field in the middle of the diamond. So that was, as a great at bat. You know, at that point in time, we feel like we have a really good chance to win the game. Not to go back nine innings on you, but uh, the attempted steal by uh, Toddy. Toddy, 
just that's the kind of aggression you live and die by at this point? Yeah, it, it took an absolute perfect throw and a great transfer and, I mean, literally put it on the bag or he doesn't get him. So Toddy's been really aggressive in a lot of his base running. I had no, no problem with him doing right there. He knew what he wanted to do. He got a good jump. Catcher made a great throw. If this were a different time of year, do you think one of your three high leverage relievers from the past two days would have been asked to go out there? Uh, they both threw a lot of pitches. So, um, I, you know, I can't answer that question right now. Why not walk uh, Mr. Kremski? I mean, blocked on left, right, but maybe set up a double play there. Is that something you consider to walk Mr. Kremski in the tent? You know, Kerr's been good against lefties with strikeouts. So I wouldn't have I wouldn't have used him if he'd have walked him right there. I'd have gotten Honeywell for Matos. So the two opposite field home runs. Good to see that. Yeah, great. I mean, that's you know that's that's what he does. So I think he's feeling pretty good about himself driving the ball. The other. that's kind of what he's been waiting for, and we've been waiting for, um, and took really two really good swings. So driving the ball the other way is part of his game. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down inside the clubhouse in San Francisco following the 7-4 defeat for the Padres in extra innings against the San Francisco Giants. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios. And uh, you heard Bob Melvin get asked a lot of questions there about Tim Hill, about Luis Garcia, and all of it. And the bottom line is this. Uh, you heard Bob Melvin say that they're trying to get Luis Garcia going. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. And Garcia, for the second time uh, in recent uh, in recent memory here since coming off the IL, the one game in Colorado and the one game here today, he just didn't have it. I mean, Garcia came in, walked a guy, allowed a single, the deep fly out to Grisham, walked another, and then Carlton comes in. Uh, the sack fly gives up. He walks two, and luckily the Padres were able to get out of that inning, still tied at four. But uh, look, you. You understand trying to get Garcia going if you're in the camp tonight of Tim Hill was great on 19 pitches, getting lefties and righties out. I understand three innings is asking a lot from Tim Hill, but um, if you're in that camp tonight, it's it's going to be hard to argue in hindsight with the way that ninth inning unraveled. But I will say this at the same time, as I think more about this and we listen to what Bob Melvin had to say. Luis Garcia has to be better than that, a veteran right-hander. I know he's has not thrown that many innings after coming off the IL, but you know he was all over the place, and you could you could see it unraveling as it happened in that ninth inning. And you know what? Uh, little things then matter. Juan Soto makes a really good throw on on the ball hit uh, by Bailey that ends up tying the game. Well, Gary Sanchez couldn't quite corral it. Tough hop. One day yesterday, you've got Nola corralling a really tough hop on the Fernando throw. Sanchez couldn't do it here tonight. But, look, the bottom line is Garcia came in and just was not uh, very effective. So uh, you heard the reasoning there from Bob Melvin, and uh, we'll uh, continue to break it down. Final score. Giants 7, Padres 4 as the Giants win it on a walk-off three-run home run by Mike Yastrzemski in the bottom half of the 10th inning. Much more to get to on our post-game show. We'll have some additional uh, post-game reaction coming from the clubhouse as well, hopefully. We're working on getting that audio for you, so hopefully we'll have some of that and uh, much more to come. 7-4, Giants win it in 10 over the Padres on the Padres Radio Network. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios. After a really tough one for the Padres here tonight, 7-4, the Giants win at Mike Yastrzemski, a walk-off three-run home run in the bottom half of the 10th inning. Padres had a 4-0 lead in this game, then 4-1, then 4-2, still that 4-2 lead heading to the bottom half of the ninth inning, and that's when things totally unraveled on the Padres' bullpen between uh, Luis Garcia, uh, who walked a couple of batters and uh, really had trouble throwing strikes. Garcia, just so you know, threw 16 pitches, in that ninth inning, got one out. He threw four strikes. Four out of 16 were strikes. So that tells the story right there. Drew Carlton, you know, look, he, he gives up uh, the sack fly. Uh, and look, if Soto, uh, Soto's throw was good. If Sanchez corrals it in, somehow makes the tag. Maybe we're somehow talking about a 4-3 win. Uh, but then uh, Carlton, you know, had his own control issues walking back-to-back guys. And credit to Ray Kerr, who came in, got out of the jam. Look, all that, you know, didn't mean a whole lot because of how this game ended. And the Padres don't win the game. And the Padres, again, uh, dropped to 0-6 in extra innings. And and this is just an unbelievable number here. They have one run on one hit in extra innings this year in six games. So that means they've had at least six extra innings. One run on one hit. That is Hard to believe in scenarios where you get a runner on second base with uh, with nobody out. So, look, obviously the the issues for the bullpen, uh, Garcia in the ninth inning, that'll be headline one. But the Padres unable to capitalize with uh, some of their big guys up, Machado and Bogarts and Cronenworth in the top of the tenth inning. Part of the story certainly here tonight as well. Uh, we'll hear from Juan Soto from inside the Padres clubhouse in just a moment. Look, Juan, it's going to get overlooked, but he had two opposite field home runs today. Great signs for Juan Soto, but again, obviously not headline one or two or maybe even three or four in this game here tonight because of the way it went down in the ninth inning and beyond. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game will go with Michael Waka, who again was very, very good in this outing here today. I'll give you some more numbers on Michael Waka coming up a little bit later because he's been so good since the start of May and he delivered his third consecutive quality start in this game here today. Six innings, two runs given up. Wasn't perfect. He, in fact, didn't have a strikeout, so very rare in that sense for him. And Jesse and Tony talked about it. Maybe at times in this game, you know, couldn't command his pitches necessarily the way he wanted to but the bottom line is this it goes six innings two runs with stake to a four nothing lead 
protected it, gave up a couple of solo home runs, certainly good enough to win. And when he left the game, he was in line for the win. So Michael Waka, he'll be our ace pitcher of the game because, again, a quality start, good enough to win. At one point in this game, it set down nine in a row, really settled into a groove after uh, getting out of a jam in the second inning. So good stuff from Waka. He continues to be very good. And, again, that's a silver lining in this defeat here today. Another silver lining, no doubt, Juan Soto, solo home run in the first inning, number 12 on the year. Another solo home run in the fifth inning, that was number 13. They both went to left field. They helped the Padres take a 4-0 lead in this game. Here was Juan Soto inside the clubhouse right after tonight's game. You had, you were down there with the bigger leaders on the back end, but you didn't have the lead there. How disappointing is that to lose it? You know, <clears throat> every loss is tough, you know. I know all those guys, they, they tried their best. Uh, they tried to, to come through. Just got to give credit to them. They take great at-bats. They, they hit the ball when they need to. And they just beat us. Talking earlier about going the other way and all that. Those are only your second and third home runs that way. They've been working on it. What, what was different to that? I mean, all the work that I've been doing, man, it's coming through. I don't want to lie. I feel like the practice though today, but... Just concentrate, try to do my stuff, and I just came through. You said you felt, felt bad in batting practice today? Yeah, really bad. It was, it's got to be one of the worst here, but definitely just come back in, relax, breathe, think what I was going to do, and go out there and perform. How was it How was it bad, or why, why did you think it was bad? I mean, I was missing balls. I was hitting balls on the ground. It was, it was crazy. I didn't even explain how was it was. This is your second career game. We were two home runs to left field. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah. It means a lot, you know. Uh, it means I'm doing the things right. Uh, even the fly ball went that way, you know. I know it wasn't the best swing, but it definitely feels good. And uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little better about it. Whenever you're feeling bad at the plate, um, uh, do, you, do you ever find that you're thinking too much about it sometimes? Kind of, yes. Uh, when you're doing well, you don't even think about it. You just go out there and swing the bat. But whenever you, you're doing that, it just like it gets you in your mind. Even when you don't want to think about it, it's just right there. Um, but definitely, yes. Like, sometimes we think we think too much. We always, uh, we always need that guy to come over and say, "Hey, man, this that." I think that's helped you out big time. That was Juan Soto from inside the Padres clubhouse after this game. Again, Juan Soto did his part. Two solo home runs, both a left field, which is obviously a good sign for him. We've talked at length about Juan. When he's at his best, he drives the ball the other way. He did it a couple of times in this game here tonight, but certainly not enough as the Padres lose 7-4 in 10. We will take some of your phone calls coming up in a little bit. 833-288-0973. We already have a couple of people waiting on hold. So if you want to get involved, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. You can also communicate with me on Twitter and Instagram. Tweet at me at 973thefansd or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as always. Always get a message or two on Instagram. Sammy Lev there as well. We've got Johnny on Twitter saying, tough pill to swallow. Game was uh, game one is important, and we had it. Johnny, well said. Padres did have it, and certainly this one here tonight. A tough pill to swallow indeed with the way it went down in the ninth inning and the tenth as the Giants win it 7-4 in 10. Let's take a wider look at the major leagues, tell you who went deep with our home run tally. 
Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally. Presented by Mr. Moto Pizza. Bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original Stuff Knots. With eight locations in San Diego. Find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. We take a look at the home run tally right now. 25 home runs hit in the major leagues tonight. For Arizona, Alec Thomas is third. Corbin Carroll is 16th. The Diamondbacks won. More on that game coming up later. For the Red Sox, Tristan Cassis is eighth. For the White Sox, Andrew Vaughn, number 10. Luis Robert Jr., number 18. For Cincinnati, they won again. The Reds have won nine in a row. Unbelievable. Kevin Newman, third home run. Nick Senzel is fifth. And Joey Votto in his season debut, his first home run. For the Rockies, Elias Diaz is eighth. For Detroit, Kerry Carpenter is sixth. Yanier Diaz is sixth for Houston. Mets beat him by a lot today, though. Kansas City, Bobby Witt Jr. hit a home run. Michael Garcia, also a home run. For Miami, Jorge Soler went deep is 21st. Christian Vasquez hit his first of the season for Minnesota. For the Mets, Daniel Vogelback is fourth, and Francisco Lindor is 14th. Juan Soto, 12-13 and 13 in this game. For San Francisco, Villari Nostremski went deep. Nostremski had two home runs, a solo shot and the walk-off blast, the three-run shot. For St. Louis, Brendan Donovan, his seventh. Paul Goldschmidt is 13th. And for the Rangers, Josh Young, it is 15th for Texas. And that's a look at the home run tally on this Monday in the major leagues. Come back with more. We may have some additional post-game audio coming from the clubhouse. We're working on that right now. Full out-of-town scoreboard. Much more to get to. Squeeze in some of your phone calls as well as the Giants win this one. The series opener of a four-game set. 7-4 in 10. Back in a moment on the Padres Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. show continues here on the Padres radio network final in 10 the Giants beat the Padres 7-4 as the Giants win an eighth consecutive game Padres were oh so close to getting back to the 500 mark Uh, if they won this game it would have moved them back to 36 and 36 that would have been back to uh, to 500 uh, for the first time since May 11th when they were 19 and 19 in fact it looked that way so I wrote it down in my scorebook I said May 11th 19 and 19 gonna have to keep writing down May 11th now as the Padres dropped to two games below 500 at 35 and 37, a crushing loss for the Padres. If you're just joining us, you missed it. Padres had a 4 nothing lead. Then it was 4-1. to Then it was 4-2. to They still had that 4-2 to lead heading to the bottom of the ninth inning when the bullpen uh, just could not throw strikes. Luis Garcia walking a couple and ends up uh, being charged with two runs in that ninth inning. Padres were able to get it to extra innings, but... 
Uh, it was Mike Yastrzemski, a three-run home run to win it for San Francisco. And that was all after Michael Waka went six innings, two runs given up, and Tim Hill went six up, six down out of the bullpen in the seventh and the eighth. Hill was not given the opportunity to throw a pitch in the ninth inning uh, as uh, the Giants made a, a pinch hit and uh, brought up uh, a righty, and then it was uh, Bob Melvin going to the righty and Garcia, and then Gabe Kapler countering with a left-handed hitter, bottom line, Garcia threw 16 pitches, four for strikes. And that number is really what you need to know. Two walks and four for strikes. And uh, on a night where we knew that Nick Martinez and Stephen Wilson and Josh Hader would be unavailable, the big question was, and we talked about it plenty in the lead-up to this game on the pregame, Jesse and Tony talked about it as well. The big question was, could the Padres piece it together in the back end of their bullpen without those three guys, with those three guys likely unavailable? For the first two innings with Hill, the answer was maybe. The ninth inning, the answer was pretty emphatically no. And so the Padres lose this game 7-4. to four. We'll hear from Michael Waka from inside the Padres clubhouse in just a moment. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Well, this is tough because if the Padres hang on to this game, I'm saying it's Tim Hill, no doubt. Six up, six down, 19 pitches. But I can't because of the way it all turned out. And then I look at the other side and the Giants. And how about Keaton Wynn? Five innings. One run given up. Kept them right in the game. Keep in mind, Keaton Wynn was making only his second ever Major League appearance. Five innings, one run against this lineup. And for that reason, Keaton Wynn is our relief pitcher of the game. Kept it close, kept the Giants in it, in striking distance, and it paid off in a huge way. They come back to tie it and win it. So, look, Tim Hill was great. He would have got it if the Padres won the game, but with the way it all played out, it's got to be Keaton win. Five innings of one-run ball out of the bullpen. He was terrific in his relief appearance for Gabe Kapler and the Giants. So Keaton Wynn, our relief pitcher of the game. We told you about our ace pitcher of the game, and that was Michael Waka. Again, Waka, very, very good. Six innings, two runs given up. I'll give you some numbers on Waka since the start of May after we hear from him. Let's hear from Michael Waka inside the Padres clubhouse after tonight's game. Yeah, yeah. Trying to, I mean, that's no different than any start, though. Just trying to go out there and. Uh, be as efficient as possible and get deep into the games for sure. How did you feel about the a lot of ground ground outs? Not that many swing and miss. Right, right. Definitely, uh, you know, didn't really have that swing and miss, but uh, was able to keep them off balance for the most part. Give up a couple two out solo shots there, which uh, you know didn't feel too good about. Uh, you know, having two outs, need to get back in the dugout quick and just uh, prolong prolong those innings a little bit there, but. Uh, yeah, overall, felt like we mixed speeds well. Felt like I was hitting my spots for the most part and, uh, you know, kind of keeping them off balance. You did. You felt like you were, because they've obviously been out until you were sharper. Right. But you, then you were setting these guys down, like, and you, you really hit it in the middle. Did you feel like you really got going fourth inning? 
Yeah, I would say that. Um, you know, had a couple walks there early on um, that, you know, I never liked walking guys. Um, but, uh, you know, they got a good lineup over there, and you got to make quality pitches uh, to those guys. And so just trying to stay on the tack with uh, executed quality pitches uh, where I wanted them and, uh, you know, just try to keep building off those the momentum kind of in those uh, first couple innings and uh, try to try to make the adjustments as we want. I know you mentioned it, but as well as you did, and then you have to look back at your one out away in two innings. Like, yeah. how much does that bother you? Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's kind of what was getting me early on uh, in the season. Um, we get two quick outs, and then, you know, a walk, a hit, and then a couple more, you know. Um, and, you know, that's, that's, you know, can be can be hard on a hard on a defense, hard on a pitcher, you know, giving up those two out runs um, whenever you're really just one pitch away from being back in the dugout. So, uh, yeah, definitely definitely frustrating there. Besides them being a good lineup, yeah. why do, does that happen? You know, when you get the two quick outs and then, yeah. boom, just, just one batter gets you or then two batters? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, credit to them, you know, t- still taking quality at bats and, uh, you know, putting good swings on it. And, uh, you know, just just got to be, be a little bit little bit better there. That was Michael Waka from inside the clubhouse after this game. Again, Waka, six innings, two runs given up, and you heard him talk about the outing and uh, some of the runs he gave up, some of the situations he was in after reeling at what uh, really at one point in the game uh, cruising. He had nine up, nine down from the second through the fifth inning before that home run by VR. But look, Michael Waka, far from the reason the Padres lost this game. Bottom line, six innings, two runs. His third consecutive quality start. If you look at what Michael Waka has now done since the start of May, a 1-1-4 ERA in nine starts, 55 innings and a third, and he's given up just seven earned runs. He's been great. Was he perfect today? No, but certainly good enough to win. So credit to Michael Waka, uh, who really uh, uh, put together a, a nice performance in this game, but unfortunately undone by the Padres' bullpen in that ninth inning and then in the tenth inning. Speaking of that tenth inning, let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. No doubt, our player of the game, Mike Yastrzemski, not only the solo home run in the sixth inning to make it a 4-2 game against Michael Waka, but the walk-off home run in the bottom half of the 10th inning. Rerun shot into the bay. Some kayakers out there maybe got the souvenir. I don't know. I didn't see. Probably somebody got it. And the Giants win it 7-4. So Yastrzemski, two home runs, including the three-run walk-off home run. Four RBIs on the day. No doubt Yastrzemski's got to be our player of the game for the Giants here today. As always, phone number to call, 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973, the phone number if you want to get involved. Uh, would love to hear from you, as always, here on the post-game show. And you can tweet at me at 973thefansd or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-B. Instagram's DMs open as well. Sammy Lev there, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. 
Let me know what you thought about this game. I'm sure you're frustrated, but uh, I'll try to make sense of it. Let's go to the phones. We go to Don calling in from Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing okay. Would have been better had the ninth inning not happened. <laughs> indeed, indeed it would have. Um, well, I just wanted to briefly touch on two things tonight, not using Timmy in the ninth and then not scoring a run in the tenth. Um, so, in my opinion, it was just a terrible decision by Bob Melvin to not use Timmy in the ninth. Um, you know, he said something like it's tough to go three, but Timmy had only thrown a low amount of pitches. I, you know, it was around, around the 20, 20 pitch range, I want to say, through the first two. And then tr- he says, of course, you mentioned it as well, trying to get Garcia going. Well, this isn't spring training anymore, Sammy. You know, I mean, we're in a critical part of our season. We're trying to get momentum. We just can't waste it on trying to get these guys going. That's what AAA is for. And, um, you know, Bob Melvin should know he's got to go with the hot hand um, instead of, you know, going to the, to the cold hand. Not only did he not stay with the hot hand, he went with the cold hand. So very, very frustrating there. And then the, the second thing I wanted to touch on here, the harder – it's not just the, the fact that we don't score runs in the 10th inning. Mm. It's the, the fact that the heart of our order is consistently up in these 10th inning situations. If we look back, I mean, I think every – I mean, my memory's probably incorrect here, but it seems like anyway, every single game that's gone extras, we've had the heart of our order there. And we, as you said, we only scored one, one run or one hit or just mm-hmm. ridiculous. And unfortunately, Sammy, you know, this team – just doesn't seem to know how to win in clutch situations. And that's just mental. And it's very surprising to me because Bob Melvin, despite his lack of very good decision-making throughout the season, I think he's made some terrible decisions. But he's, if nothing else, he's definitely a player's manager. And he believes in his guys, and he gives them opportunity after opportunity, and he builds up their confidence so much that they should be performing well. I just don't know what's going on, Sammy. So... That's my thoughts for tonight. Yeah, Don, uh, appreciate the call. And look, I understand the frustration, certainly, after a game like this. Um, you know, look, I'll touch on what you said about the extra innings. I mean, it's hard to believe. And I know that's not headline one because the ninth inning, Garcia, and not using Hill and, and all of what happened in that ninth inning is going to be headline one from this game. But the fact that the Padres continue to struggle, not just to to win the extra inning games. I mean, they're 0-6 in extra inning games. Both teams get the same runner on second base. It's very hard to believe they're 0-6, let alone that they've scored one run in the extra inning games. Where, again, you get a free runner at second base. And you're right. In a lot of these situations, it has seemed. And I and I haven't gone back and looked. I'd, ha- I'd have to go back and look at it extra inning game by extra inning game. But you're right. It seems like, just from my memory, in a lot of these situations, it is the middle of the order do up and even after you know look it's a 4-4 game the game's not over Padres had an opportunity to to go score a run and then set up uh, whether it was Ray Kerr Brent Honeywell or whoever uh, Bob Melvin goes to in the 10th inning set him up for a save chance so um, very very frustrating that they continue to struggle in extra innings they don't have a good reason for it and uh, I'll say this look Every time, and it's been a theme now for 70-plus games as we edge towards the midpoint of this season, every time this team looks ready to take that one big step, 
there's always been a step back. And, and I cannot, you know, other than just looking at game by game, the execution, we certainly know where things went awry here in this game. But every time they look like they're going to take a big step forward, getting back to 500, a win against a team that came in red hot, however you had to get it done, without your main guys in the bullpen available, this felt like it could have been a big step forward, back to 500. Go win a series in San Francisco and let's go. They could still do that the next three days, but every time that that step forward is right there, it just seems like this team has not taken it. And it's been for different reasons throughout the year, right? We've talked about the, the lack of offensive execution, the issues with runners in scoring position, all of that. At times, it's been the bullpen. The bullpen, for the most part, has been very, very good. But again, they were relying on guys here today that typically aren't in those situations this season. Um, you know, look, it's very easy in hindsight to look at the Tim Hill decision in in the ninth inning, and he was at 19 pitches after two innings, getting lefties and righties out. And in hindsight, it's very easy to go back and look at it and say that Tim Hill should have been pitching in the ninth inning or at least started the ninth inning. You know, again, it's hard. I understand the concept of trying to get Garcia going, but it's it's hard to it's hard to do that when these games are so critical because of where the record is at and this team is trying to to dig themselves out of a hole. The only thing I'll say is this, and I think this is the is the way they were thinking in the dugout, is that Slater, who was coming up, the righty against Hill, if Slater hits against him, he's fifteen for thirty one against lefties on the year. Okay, so he had hit lefties very, very hard. I understand it by the lefty-righty splits and and the the idea that in a guy like Garcia, who, again, we understand has been on the IL, has had some good moments this year, had a really bad moment in Colorado, I understand the idea of trying to get him going there and just going with the matchup and saying we've got a veteran in Garcia and, um, and going for it. But, look, I totally understand if you're looking at this thing and saying, you know what, Garcia hasn't been very good lately and had that really poor outing in Colorado. And, and the bottom line is this, forget forget the Garcia component. Tim Hill was getting righties and lefties out, and he had 19 pitches under his belt. He looked great. He looked sharp. So, you know, look, I tweeted it out at the time, you know, with lefties coming up. I tweeted out after that eighth inning, do you think, uh, you know, do, do you think Tim Hill's going to come out for one more? Can he come out for one more? Um, I was sort of hoping he would because I thought he looked that good, and I just feel right now out of the bullpen I have more confidence in Hill getting the job done in the ninth inning than I do Garcia. So I understand the frustration. I also understand the line of thinking to get Garcia in there from a matchup perspective. I do, and it didn't work out. It didn't work out. And, you know, look, we can talk about the decision for an hour here, but the other part of this, and I said it earlier, the other part is that, Luis Garcia's got to be better. That's a veteran right-hander out of your bullpen. A guy who last year and at times this year has been in very high-leverage situations. I mean, he's got to throw strikes. He threw 16 pitches, four for strikes. So I've got to put some of it on the player here tonight as well. I mean, they, they, he's he's got to be better in that spot, and he was all over the place. So anyway, Padres lose 7-4 to the San Francisco Giants in 10. We'll squeeze in any more of your phone calls if you want to get them in on the other side of this break. Full out-of-town scoreboard as we wrap it up inside our San Diego studios. Giants 7, Padres 4. Post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Giants win, win it 7-4. to four. Sorry I said that twice. My uh, my headphone here kind of freaked out on me. Giants win it 7-4 <laughs> over the Padres. Somehow, uh, sometimes the, uh, the headphone jack right here uh, next to the microphone, sometimes it can be a little weird, so then it, it makes me sound to myself like the mic is going in and out, so... Anyway, not that you're very interested in all that, but uh, sorry that I repeated myself there. Seven to four. Did it again. Stop doing that. Falling apart here on the postgame show. Coming up on 11 p.m. All right, let's get out of here. Out of town scoreboard as the Padres lose seven to four to the Giants. Let's tell you what went, uh, what else went on today in the major leagues. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Scores from around the Major Leagues. Cardinals beat the Nationals 8-6 in Washington earlier today. Brendan Donovan, a three-run home run in that game. Nolan Arenado, uh, an RBI single in the seventh inning as well. The Tigers beat the Royals 6-4 in Detroit earlier. Jake Rogers, two-run single. Harry Carpenter, go-ahead three-run home run in that game for the Tigers. Marlins beat the Blue Jays 11-0 in Miami. Jorge Soler, a two-run home run. Luis Arise, another five-hit game. His third of the month and by the way, five for five, he's now batting an even 400 on the year. Here in mid-June, keep an eye on Luis Arise, another five for five game. Cubs beat the Pirates 8-0 in Pittsburgh. Mike Talkman, a two-run single in that game. Reds beat the Rockies 5-4. Joey Votto in the lineup for the first time in 10 months. His season debut for the streaking Reds. He did this. No, we did not do this. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's my mistake. That's my mistake. I thought we had the call. We do not. Why did, why did I get so excited there? Like I said, falling apart. Joey Votto, solo home run. Tell you what happened in the fifth inning in his season debut. The Reds have won nine in a row, and now Joey Votto is getting in on the fun with the home run. He also had a go-ahead two-run single in the sixth inning in that game. Great day for Joey Votto as he made his return. Red Sox beat the Twins 9-3 in Minnesota. Jaron Duran, a two-run double. Alex Verdugo, a three-run triple in that game. Nets beat up on the Astros 11-1 in Houston. Daniel Vogelback and Francisco Lindor had home runs in that one for the Mets. Rangers beat the White Sox 5-2 in Chicago. Jonah Heim, a two-run double in that game. 
And the Diamondbacks beat the Brewers 9-1 earlier today. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., a two-run single in that game. Alec Thomas, two-run home run in that game for Arizona. Just called up earlier today, the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks optioned Josh Rojas back to AAA, called up Thomas, and he he had a two-run home run, his first at-bat in that game, as Arizona wins it 9-1. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Monday. Now let's give you our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Pitch on the way to Juan Soto. He hits it in the air to deep left field. Conforto's back again. At the wall again. Gonna go again. Second of the night for Juan Soto. And both have gone the other way. Juan Soto, his second home run of the day, hit two in this game, couple of solo shots, one in the first inning, one in the fifth, numbers 12 and 13 on the season for Juan Soto, but not enough as the Padres lose 7-4 in 10, but Juan Soto, our play of the game, that second home run, for play of the game, we try to go with a Padre moment, give you something good to feel about as we wrap things up, but obviously, if you want to talk about impactful Probably uh, Mike Gostromski, his three-run walk-off home run in the bottom of the 10th inning. That won it, the biggest swing of this game, but certainly Juan Soto, good signs. couple of solo home runs that went to the opposite field. We know that's a big deal for Juan Soto when you talk about when he's at his best. He goes the other way with uh, such regularity, and uh, Juan Soto hitting two home runs to left field today. Taking a look at tomorrow after a tough, tough loss for the Padres in this series opener. Tomorrow, same time, same place, 645 first pitch. Our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 545. On the mound for the Padres tomorrow, right-hander Seth Lugo coming off the IEL after dealing with that right calf strain. So he returns tomorrow. Right-hander, uh, right-hander Anthony Discalfani on the mound for the Giants. So again, it is Lugo for the Padres and D. Scalfani on the mound for the Giants. First pitch tomorrow at 645, pregame at 545. Final totals in this game here today for the Giants in 10 innings. Seven runs, six hits, one error. They left on seven. For the Padres, four runs, ten hits, no errors. They left on eight. Winning pitcher, Camilo Duval, who improves to two and two. Losing pitcher, Ray Kerr, who drops to 0 and 1. Time of game, three hours and four minutes. And the crowd at Oracle Park in San Francisco, 35,376. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 6.45. If you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it or any of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final in 10, the San Francisco Giants 7 and the San Diego Padres 4. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.